issues. Uh, I am Mike Fisher, your trusty and trust reporter. This is not the fishbowl. This is not the star. We are live in Las Vegas, and I'm going to walk you through three items uh, that uh, unfolded for us last night here with the help of the Dallas Cowboys, who kind of took over the show. Yes, this is 49ers Chiefs week, of course, but uh, I told you at the beginning of the week when I saw some people suggesting, yeah, the league really wants the Cowboys to not uh, break any news this week. That's not the way it works. And in fact, the Cowboys aren't the only team that announced the hiring of coordinators this week, are they? The Cowboys are not going to put on hold uh, their decision to hire a coordinator because there's a game on Sunday. Uh, that was always nonsense, and now you know that's true. Now, I don't, I'm not talking about press conferences. I'm just talking about teams doing business. And now we know that Mike Zimmer is the guy. So I'm going to go through the three things with you this morning. Um, and uh, a reminder, this is TGIF. Thank God it's fish. So tonight, it's uh, Friday prize night. And as I said, Sugar will walk us through the Uncle Fish prize closet. And um, we'll give away something very valuable tonight. Yeah, I think the internet's going to be better on my phone. Um, my apologies. And thank you for jumping over here. Spread the word that we moved from there to here. And um, maybe this is the way we're going to have to do it in Las Vegas for the next couple of days. We shall see. Of course, we'll be at the game on Sunday uh, at the stadium downtown. I haven't had a chance to. No, I haven't worked out. I haven't gambled. I haven't done anything. Maybe uh, maybe Saturday is the day for that. I don't know. But I appreciate you be along for the ride here and at CowboysSI.com. Let's get to the Zimmer thing first. And we're going to go into great detail about this tonight with the help of Darren Woodson. Not coincidentally, Woodson and Zimmer, um, dear friends, and now both very much in the news. Comfortability. And I'm seeing some people say that Jerry hired somebody that he's comfortable with, and that's undeniably true. I, I like to point out words like trust and stuff like that, but undeniable. But guess who's not going to be comfortable? Because who cares if the owner's comfortable? He's going to be anyway, right? Uh, disruptive. How's Jerry going to get disrupted? And wh why Why would he? How's Jerry going to get uncomfortable? And why would he? He's not going to fire himself. He's not selling the team. The Joneses aren't selling the franchise, ever. So why don't we quit worrying about things that aren't reality? Jerry, we need Jerry to be uncomfortable. We need Jerry to be accountable. We need Jerry to be on the hot seat. That's, that's nonsense. Can't, can't happen. How about the player's uncomfortability? And I give you a Mike Zimmer number. Uh, and if you've been around a little bit, you may, might need a reminder of this. The Mike Zimmer defenses in Dallas, when he was the coordinator, especially over about a four-year span, were really good. And as I've said here, four, three, three, then Bill Parcells comes in here, three, four, didn't make any difference. Mike Zimmer defenses in Dallas played at a statistically high level. And as we pointed out before, uh, they've also had some success over the years in Minnesota, especially against the Shanahan tree offense. So um, when you do a little homework, just for, forget who's friends with who for a moment, even though that was obviously pivotal here. Dig into Mike Zimmer's numbers um, in Minnesota against the Shanahan tree and in Dallas when he was the defensive coordinator. 
and he put up some top five defensive efforts here. He did it, obviously, as has been pointed out by everybody now, because everybody's seen the 15-second sideline of him grumbling and grousing and swearing. Uh, he, he certainly is a no-nonsense um, boss. He is not your buddy. And again, much more on this tonight. Mike Zimmer, by the numbers, you know, it, it's more than just he's Jerry's uh, friend of the Joneses, although he is. He's more than uh, just a made man, as I like to put it, because we've been watching Sopranos in, in my house. We've been binging on Sopranos, so now I like to talk like that. Uh, he, he's more than that. The numbers say that he produces. Item two, ding. Cowboy Nation needs to give itself a breather on the Dak sucks thing. And last night is proof. As I've said over and over and over again, I've said it to a lot of people here, and they, they're, they're not arguing with me when I say, I just can't think of many players in the history of the NFL uh, who have been more of a lightning rod for arguments way over here on the spectrum and way over there on the spectrum. Gregory Harvey, thanks for jumping into the Uncle Fish Premium Club. There's plenty of players where they go, yeah, you know, he's, he's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, he's all right. But there's not very many players that are argued about as he sucks and they should get rid of him. He'll never win. Or he's an MVP finalist. I don't see too many of them. Dak Prescott finished second last night in MVP voting. Lamar Jackson wins it, which I don't know why anybody has a problem with that. It makes perfect sense to me. But okay, argue away. It's what we do in the barroom classroom. Argue away. Lamar Jackson wins it, almost unanimous. Fine. Somebody voted for Josh Allen. One guy. That's fine. That's his right. Uh, I, I wonder if, you know, if there's 50 people voting and you're the only, you know, if there's 50 people looking at that color, that sky, and you say it's a blue sky, and one guy says it's an orange sky, the, the orange sky guy is probably wrong. <laughs> but that's okay. I do wonder if the orange sky guy, in the case of Josh Allen, might be from Buffalo? Buffalo fan? Friend of Josh Allen? Something. But that's okay. Uh, argue away. Dak Prescott finishes second in the voting. How bad a player can this be? He ends up this much better in the voting than Christian McCaffrey. Roy Zeus, I guess it wasn't the right time to ask Parsons where he was in the Green Bay game. Yeah, uh, I appreciate that 99% of you uh, thought our our one-on-one -on -one with Micah Parsons, which, by the way, nobody else has done all week. One-on-one -on -one with Micah Parsons, uh, where he's not moving from table to table to table and pitching something. It's the only one you're going to get. So um, I, I, I hope it was good enough for you, because it's the only one you're going to get. Uh, DeMar Hamlin one-on-one -on -one as well, and probably the same thing too. So we're, we're very proud of that, although you're right. Uh, if, if I had 10 more minutes, I would have asked 10 more questions. You're absolutely right about that. Uh, the MVP voting, of course, does not include the playoffs. We recognize that. And what Dak Prescott and the Cowboys have done in the playoffs during his time, not good enough. David Means, that is on my list for tonight. 
Tank was tired. It just, it just can't be right. And I've got it on my hot list for tonight. Thank you for reminding me. I, history almost never remembers who finishes second in the Offensive Player of the Year voting. So we know that Micah finished third, and I don't know that we're going to remember that. We know that Drum Bland finished fifth, Defensive Player of the Year. I don't know that we're going to particularly remember that. Um, CeeDee Lamb finished third, Offensive Player of the Year. That's great. It's not, I don't know that he puts that in his trophy case. I don't think you get a trophy for it. Micah Parsons finishes second. Yeah, Jonathan Trotter. I, I just, I'm not, I'm not buying it. It just doesn't make sense to me. So I'm going to work on it, and we'll we'll get there tonight. On the tank, and the fellows were tired in the playoff game. Dak Prescott finished second in the MVP voting. That automatically means he can't suck. He he he. It means he doesn't suck. And we ought to let it go for a minute. Let's, let's give it a break. Let's give Dak Sucks a break. There's evidence that says that the Dak Sucks advocates are wrong. The evidence just came in, not that, not that just because 50 guys said the sky was orange, it doesn't automatically mean the sky's orange. <laughs> he, he outpolled Christian McCaffrey in the MVP voting, not to mention, obviously, the, the collection of the other four candidates. He outpolled Josh Allen. He outpolled Brock Purdy. And he outpolled 1,500 other guys. Let's give it a rest. Yeah, Danny, um, I really didn't intend to get into the tank is tired thing this morning. Uh, I'm dying to find him, to give him a chance to fix that. He can't have meant to, he has to be, he had to have gone home that night and watched that on, on TV the interview where he says, yeah, you know, the biggest problem is we were just tired. He, he had to have gone home, back to the hotel tonight, and watched that on TV and said, holy balls, what, what did I just say? What am I talking about? On live TV. He, I, I, I almost guarantee, I've known him a long time. <laughs> I almost guarantee you he wishes that he could have a do-over. Almost guarantee you. So before you get too upset about it, um, let, let me let me dig in a little bit. And finally, this morning, I'm a little livid over the Darren Woodson snub again. David Cowboy, but is it true? How can it be true? How can they be? How, how can they be more tired than the Packers? It's ridiculous. You know, and Tank knows it's ridiculous. He knows it's ridiculous. Ms. Cowboy was Dak the runner-up in MVP. He was indeed. Uh, you can go read all about it at CowboysSI.com.
Everybody can't get in the Hall of Fame. I've said for years that the process is too exclusive. Uh, more people should be in. People shouldn't have to be waiting 50 years to get in. And um, our man, Woody, last night, finding out that he didn't make it, and it's not that it's not that other guys don't deserve it. The guys who made it deserve it, right? Sure, I, I, I'm not against any of those guys. Um, I do think that there's been safeties who've gotten in that weren't better than Darren Woodson. Uh, I, I'm not against Rodney Harrison, but I'm glad. I'm glad in a way, for lack of a better phrase, I'm glad that he didn't get in. He, he went better than Darren Woodson. Um, I recognize that the Chargers this morning are going, Antonio Gates didn't get in the, Antonio Gates isn't a Hall of Famer? That's outrageous, and it is. Here's the sad part about the system. Danny Savage, Mongo having to wait 35 years is a disgrace. Although there, there's other people that would say, he, he's, is he a Hall of Famer? So every city and every fan base and every team has these arguments. Um, I've gone through the safeties. Waters was not better than Darren Woodson. Lynch was not better than Darren Woodson. On and on and on and on and on. Uh, and I believe that. I do, uh, at the same time, recognize my bias. I, I, don't, I don't deny that at all. I do think my bias, in part, is not only born of the fact that I covered the Cowboys and covered him uh, for all those years, those three Super Bowls. It's also because he continues to be one of the classiest ambassadors for the league, and the Cowboys and the city uh, that there's ever been. And that matters to me. Here's the sad part. I'm going to dig up a quote for you from Woody last night. And you can tell that by at this point, he's not, he's not mad. Last year when we were talking to him, he says, I burn, he said, I burn hot. And he didn't mean he was mad at that. that. That's not what he meant. He just means he's a he's a guy who gets up in the morning and goes. He's been that way his whole life, and he's that way in business now. And so when it comes to getting in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, he he burns hot. He's optimistic that he's going to get in someday. My confidence, he says, is that it's going to happen. And of course, he's got the credentials. All-time leader in tackles for this franchise. 12 seasons here. Five-time Pro Bowler. Three-time Super Bowl champion. Um, he's, he, I say only, he's only 54 years old. So we're not to the point yet where, uh, first of all, all the guys that have been passed over, the Cowboys and other teams that'll never get in. But that the Drew Pearson thing was a joke. Uh, my friend Cliff Harris, a joke. I mean, they, they almost, you know, and I, I say this, you know, half tongue in cheek, you know, they, they, they got him in, they got some of these guys in right before they're gonna die. <laughs> okay, Woody's only 54. So we're not quite there yet. He says, it sucks, but it's the reality. Here's the quote that should strike you. The work is out there. I can't go back and replay the games. 
I can't do anything to convince anybody. The work is out there. For me, the hardest part, in addition to the fact that his family rides this roller coaster, of course, for me, the hardest part is that I put this work out there a long time ago. It's been 20 years. He retired 20 years ago. I put this work out there a long time ago. It sucks, but it's the reality. He says, a lot of, a lot of that is just forgotten in time. Think about that. He's confident he's gonna get in. He believes it. He believes he's good enough. Nothing against Freeney, Hester, Peppers, Andre Johnson, Patrick Willis, Steve McMichael, Randy Gratishar. There's no one there who's unworthy. He said, I'm a firm believer that I'm deserving of it, and I still believe one day it's going to happen. But he also says, and I think this is the sad part, a lot of what I accomplished is forgotten in time. And I wonder, not that the committee should, should, you know, should be kicking itself because it's screwed. You know, they, the committee did what they did. We need to change the rules. I don't want Darren Woodson to be forgotten in time. Go to CowboysSI.com and get your belly full of Cowboys and Las Vegas and the Super Bowl. And we will do Fish at 6, 6 o'clock Central Time. And uh, at that time, we'll do a shock at the star. Fish out.